inviting you to join me wherever you listen to your streaming podcast. Journey with me on this road called freedom. For I invite you into a safe haven. Come and have candid conversations with me with inspirational stories and lessons presented to you by others who will help us identify our lane as we collectively come together on this road called freedom. Welcome to Road Car Freedom Podcast. Welcome back to our first Monday. And y'all know what that means. It is Mantled Up Monday. That means I'll be surrounded by men today. Yes. We're, I'm excited about the conversation we're going to have tonight. We're going to be talking um, about the kingmaker. I am a kingmaker because I have a male child. He's my oldest. And I'm excited that he will be gracing this platform. Uh, he's been educating me on a few dating tips, ladies. You know, he's a full-grown man, so he can advise his mama bear about dating. And I'm so excited to balance out our conversation by having the Apostle John Wesley Williams II. Right? Uh, so I'm excited because we're going to pick up a conversation that was started on Friday on his social media page. He's going to give you that information closer to the end of the show. And uh, go check out um, the tips and pointers. And he and his wife, they've been married for 20 plus years. I'm sure it's a lot of pluses on the 25 side more than the 20 side. Okay? And so I'm excited. Do me a favor, click like, share, and I'm excited for you guys to come in. I posted the question of the day. Should be a hot topic. So I'm looking forward to you guys' interaction. Don't forget to share this video. Invite others. Start a watch, uh, watch party. I am ready to have this discussion, and I hope you guys are too. As we help men identify their lane on this road called freedom. We'll be right back. Well, no, we won't be back. My producer said, I'm going to keep going. So on today's show, we're going to discuss the process to kingdom manhood. 1 Corinthians 13 and 11 states, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. What does it take to be considered a high-value man? And that simply is a man of value and substance. The biblical principle is the beginning of becoming a king. The biblical principle gives you the responsibility of putting away childish things, not marked by age. On today's show, our special guests are going to be talking about just those things. Uh, Apostle John W. Williams II is going to join us, and my son, who's an entrepreneur as well. First, we're going to start off with God conversation. I know for those who've been following me, we usually start off with the evening espresso, but we're going to do that at the bottom of the show. So I'm expecting my loyalty based on a title and not the person, right? Um, that's the question of the day. Well, actually, that's going to be the God conversation. Um, you know, God conversations are from my personal journal. Uh, you know, I journal and talk to God all the time. And, um, 
you know, we were talking about my expectation on loyalty based on a title and, and not the person. And what that looks like is, um, you know, we get caught up in, that's my brother, that's my sister, that's my uncle, that's my uh, whatever, my pastor, my friend. And we hold them to um, their behavior based on a title where we don't give them room to evolve. I got caught up in that, right? I um, discounted some friends. Um, I erred in dis discarding some relationships that I still needed because I didn't have not, did not have the wisdom to go through seasons of them not being able to live up to that title, right? And relationships evolve. So the conversation that I had with God about those things, when I went back to look over some opportunities that I felt like I missed, I asked God, where did I go wrong? How did I feel like I was behind the eight ball? Like, I'm in my 50s, and it seems like the things that I set goals for myself to do in my 20s and 30s, um, I'm past that mark. And when I went to ask God why, he told me, plain and simple, that I lacked the maturity and the consciousness to come bring those relationships in him when they were going through uh, turbulent times, you know, and I judged friends, uh, business partners, I judged them based on my emotion at the time instead of based on um, who they were maturing to be uh, in regards to business people, friends, um, because relationships go through highs and lows. It's a balancing act. And so now I've learned to give people room to evolve, to elevate, and uh, judge their, their title based on their behavior pattern and not just those moments in time where I let emotion and anger get the best of me and made a hot-headed decision, right? So again, the point of this God conversation is Take everything to God. Nothing is too small, and no problem or issue in relationship is too big for him to solve, right? Loyalty it should not be based on a title, but it should be based on a pattern. Let's move on to our question of the week. In our question of the week, um, I invite you guys. I want your feedback, audience. Um, the, the, uh, the panel will get this question of the week as well. I think this culture that we're in when it comes to dating or relationships is called the hookup culture where it just seems like sex has taken precedent. And I want to know the thoughts behind it. Meaning being in the church because now, especially with the church being closed, we hear about more um, relationships that should not be in the church. They're just hooking up. You know, the church has become like a club when it comes to um, sex and relationships. So the question of the week is this. In this hookup culture, be it church or the communities at large, do we put more value on the sexual activity versus the retention of the relationship? Like, um, for me as a woman, you know, when a man makes a sexual advance and gives me sexual attention or, you know, tell me I'm fine or something. Do we put more, uh, do we confuse it for long-term retention? Oh, he think I'm cute or he think I got it going on. He think I'm shapely. And do we turn that into our self-thought of thinking that that means our relationship is going to last long-term? You know, is it is it sex-based? 
are retention and long-term based? Do we miss hearing cues because we're leading with sex versus um, with actually an active listening conversation? That is the question of the week. I cannot wait for you guys to respond. I need you guys to be honest because that's what we're having, candid conversations about where we are because guess what? We go to church. So we're the people. And I believe if we heal these issues here, then when we go to church, we'll be better people. All right? So we'll be right back. But when we come back, remember, we're going to be the show topic is Mantle Up Monday, the Kingmaker Evolving from Boys to Men. We'll be right back. And our special guest will be right with us. All right. This new podcast is going to be about building a relationship with Christ, building your love life not only with Christ, but with those around you, and building your personal inner strength. Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love, and love is an action word. Sometimes it's hard to love. You must do certain things in your life. First, you must shake it off and pack it up in your feet, because when you shake it off and pack it up, he's commanded us to do. The first thing I want to teach you about love is love is not selfish. So join R&R Ministries on Sundays at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to our podcast on any of your favorite networks, but be sure to tune in to This Is Culture Network. Let the mask inhibit your style. Go to www.foxylips01boutique.com and order our line of matte lip gloss in a variety of shades, colors, and blends with no mask transfer. And yes, we even have a line of vegan lipstick. Order today at www.foxylips01boutique.com. Use order code UHURU for. It's real fast. You got me going fast. Hey y'all, we back. <laughs> and guess who's joining us? It is the Apostle John W. Williams II. Hello. And my son John <laughs> my oldest. All right. Um, so we're gonna start off. Apostle, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, first of all, let me thank you for inviting me to be a part of the podcast. I am so excited to be here. And uh, I'm um, really thrilled at the, the topic that we're going to be discussing tonight. I am John Wesley Williams II. I serve as senior pastor, life coach, author. Um, you know, I do quite a bit of stuff. But uh, Where are you pastoring? I pastor at the Key Center International Church. on uh, We're off the northwest side, off the Beltway. All right. Um, but I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. I'm married, been married now. For 29 years, been with my wife for 33 years. God, it sounds old, don't it? Sound old, but we keep it fresh, baby. We keep it fresh, you know. That's right, that's right. And so we have we have three adult children, two of them graduated from college, and my son, you know, we pray in his strength. He go get through. He go, he go get his through. Yeah. So that's who I am. Jay Bo, tell us about you. Uh, Jared Bold, I'm Kim's oldest son. Ain't that a tattoo? <laughs> 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 
I'm a certified welding inspector, NACE coding inspector, um, part owner in the trucking company, locked and loaded logistics. Um, pretty much self-employed, entrepreneur, um, dibbling, dabbling on many things. I'm glad this is a topic we're discussing tonight, and I'm on here for this because this is something we always speak about in private. So gotta be able to get a little bit of that out. <laughs> Man, look what I did. <laughs> <laughs> you did that. Me, you did children to be open with me so I've become open with them so this topic today is mantle up Mondays this is the Monday the king maker evolving from boys to men a king owns property and covers territory let's be clear a king is honored by his peers and has substantial substance to add to his peer group how does a young man walk through the process of putting away childish things, especially in the black culture, mm -hmm. where it appears long-held values are a thing of the past? Today we'll speak with these. This conversation is about just that thing, how we're going to bridge the gap between the generations. Mm -hmm. uh, my son uh, being the next generation and your son following suit. Um, I want to be transparent. I love that you and Dr. L are so transparent about y'all road bumps. Because for me, where the, our parents' generation, our parents were siblings, and, and their generation covered, you know, and, and this podcast was started because I was struggling to know my mom as a woman. I knew her as a mom, but because they kept so many of their emotions wrapped up tight, I didn't know her as a woman, and now I'm the age she once was, and I'm having some hiccups. And I'm trying to figure it out, sure. and I'm just searching for my roots to honor and respect her in that time that she grew up. Because I think that what we do is we look at our parents in our time frame, but look at their history through our lenses and the resources that we have. And I think we're lacking the wisdom that if we place them back in their time frame with everything that was going on, we could really hold them to a high standard of honor and respect. I think that that's what's missing. So tonight, I wanted you guys on here again. I like what we talked about with the energy exchange on Friday, vibration, mm -hmm. because that that's so unique. You know, I've been discussing emotional legacy. We talk about financial legacy. We talk about physical legacy, you know, you look like your mom, whatever, but I don't think we really uh, explore the emotional legacy uh, uh, is the visualization of when you go through the relationships, what you're passing down to your children, how to handle is the visual concept of what we pass down to our children when it comes to handling relationships and vibration, if you would. Mm -hmm. Right. So, can you just speak to that? Come sure. With twenty what twenty plus twenty seven years of marriage, twenty nine years. Twenty nine years of marriage. Right. That's a yeah. long time. It is. I mean, and it's you know it had its highs and lows. Uh, we, we of course evolved uh, as adults. We matured in in our relationship. 
Um, you know, but, but when you put it in context with with the topic that we're discussing tonight, how do you how do you uh, mentor a boy to a man? What are what are the essentials that he needs? Uh, unfortunately, you know, as we were growing up in our generation, our parents were so inundated with just trying to survive. In many cases, that's not the case for all people. But when you talk about historically black families, in general, uh, in general, I'm not talking yeah. about the ones who were fortunate enough to be middle class because yeah. that was rich in our kids' sure. time. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking in general, yeah. the average everyday black person. Right. They they struggle. They. Our parents, my parents, they even though they struggled, they provided a good life for us as children. But by doing so, their um, their counseling, if you would, or or their coaching was church. So they relegated the responsibility for moral uh, tools and to understand how to do life through uh, church lessons, not so much life lessons. So. While my dad was working 12, 14 hours a day, he, he didn't have time to, you know, to come to the football game and, and coach me through life. You know, the only time we had interaction is when I messed up and he whooped my butt. <laughs> you know, so we learned the punishment part of life, but we didn't learn, uh, or should I say, I didn't learn, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 53 now, when I was in my early teens and Going up to young adult, you know, I was left to my own uh, devices as it relates to how to live life. Um, I how just, to repair damage yeah, that you I, may have yeah, done. Yeah. You, you just learn to take the punishment. Uh, for instance, if, if in dealing with your wife, you just when you messed up, you learn how to take the punishment, whether that be her sure. attitude and all of that. And you don't really have the tools to have the proper discussion right. to fix what happened. Right. So I speak to that because you're at a place where uh, you've gone through some things and now it's, it's you, you know. Uh, for me, um, this is where our conversations come in handy as far as fixing a lot of men. Me, I grew up without my father. So um, thank God to you, I've learned to appreciate our relationship as I got older. Um, it's hard for a lot of men, especially growing up without fathers, to understand how sensitive women could be about certain things. You know, we haven't dealt with that. Uh, we have a lot of things like the, the internet, for instance. Like I was talking with someone earlier, it agrees to any perception that you have. Any perception that you have, that internet will agree with. Sure. So just imagine, we always speak about what the younger kids are going through with the internet. Imagine what we growing adults mm -hmm. trying to figure out things on our own or going through you know we're looking for that guidance through either maybe google facebook some way of logic that we feel what we feel is logic is you know uh, our guidance so you end up getting information that agrees with where you are which mm -hmm. goes back to what we discussed right vibration mm -hmm. you are what you attract wow. you know um in your evolution, you tend to attract, and if you don't recognize those things as mirrors reflecting your brokenness versus agreeing with their brokenness, right? right? If you don't have the wisdom or the emotional legacy to put things in perspective, I can say as a parent, um, 
Uh, you know, I wasn't comfortable starting this platform, but I can see where it's helped me to own up to, you know, well, dang, I started off with my mom and my dad's tools, but I see that's not effective with my own children. Sure. So my style of parenting is different. Um, I tried to put men in my kids' lives, but unfortunately, um, those that I consider mentors were who I attracted because of my brokenness, right? And so now I'm going back with my kids and, and transitioning that emotional legacy, which has really been a five-year active part, to get them to see me as a woman and not mama, because they've grown now, right? True. And so I need that separation to say, boy, I'm trying to figure it out like y'all are, uh -huh. you know? So, um, let, let me just say this, I mean, you know, it, 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 when you take all of this and you understand, just to kind of bring some, um, you know, okay. some occlusive, I mean, some, some cohesiveness to it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I started out by talking about, you know, we, we lack certain skills based on we didn't have those examples there. Or our parents never had the time to really give us the tools to become to go from adolescent to teen, mm -hmm. you know, we were learning from, on the football field. We were learning through our peers. I right? mm -hmm. get you as many women smash as many as you can. You, right. That make you a man. Yeah. Get you a car. Get you a job. That's gonna make you all that. But there was there was nobody really coaching us into how do you um, you build this this um, I call it the garden, your own garden. Uh, right. You know, build this this garden where you are. Uh, you are cultivating something to invite a woman into versus you building something with her. And then when, because y'all don't have no covenant, y'all ain't married, you're just shacking or you just, you just kicking it with each other. The minute things go awry, she take her stuff and go her way. Then you take your stuff and go that way. And it leaves broken promises and broken experiences. I, you know, because I get to talk to my son frequently, mm -hmm. I'm proud uh, because for me, emotional legacy is to take the tools and then broaden it and then give it to your children. My son has three girls mm -hmm. and I love um, the girl dad in him, but I love um, him as my son because I've watched him get information and navigate through it quicker than I did, right? So I feel like I've done something right. Can you speak to that though? Like, what, what, what uh, Apostle just talked about. Uh, for, again, what you spoke on as far as um, our peers in front of us getting as getting a car, you got to have money, you got to have uh, as many girls as you can. Like, imagine the pressure that is going on inside of a man's head, or sure. a, a little boy, a teen, whoever. Right. The pressure that's going on inside his head as he's going through these stages with no one else to talk to. That's... That's a big deal. He's That's going above his level. Exactly. That, 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 yeah. Issue. yeah. And then imagine having a baby on top. on top of those pressures and then now having the responsibility to navigate that baby through all of those processes that you don't feel like you were adequate uh, to navigate yourself through. You're still young. You yeah. Things you, you want to do. Yeah. You still feel the you know. party or whatnot. And Exactly. Like you said. And so, and so, what what typically happens to young men who are trying to navigate through that process if they don't have a mentor, or a family member, or a pastor that's kind of helping them? We have 
I call them mental millionaires. I young men, I mentor them to own their own businesses, uh, start their own podcasts, uh, you know, do stuff that's going to enhance who the ones who want to play sports. We have some of some of the guys at our church. They they are in college playing sports, and they 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 aspire to be football. Players. They're reaching for them, right? Yeah, but see, you can gain all this stuff that the world says make you attractive, make you popular, make you, and still be empty inside. Back to the opening scripture that said, "Yeah, that, when I was a child." Right, and that scripture. You know, so often we want to tie manhood to an age when that scripture ties it to your ability to be disciplined enough mm -hmm. to look at your issues and say, that's childish. Right. I, I've outgrown that. Even if it means outgrowing a relationship with a peer because they don't see it that way. They're still running women when you want to be self. Mm -hmm. They're still um, cheating on their main thing when you that's not your character. Right. You know, and the Bible declares back to energy, one of the two spirits are gonna do the drawing. Right. So right. do you think you're gonna draw him because you're disciplined enough to put away childish things? Or do you think that he's gonna draw you and you're gonna have a oopsie that may take you a minute to repair? Because now you have, on top of the pattern that you established, but you are growing and maturing from, now you have a oopsie back into that pattern, and it dismantles other relationships. Yeah, but I think pain, mm -hmm. you got maturity, physical maturity. Right. You got spiritual maturity, right. but you also have mental maturity. Right. Which it has to do with emotions and stuff, yeah, which we call the balance of life. Mm -hmm. you, you balance in spirit, natural, mental. All of them become the balance of life in a man. And, and since we specifically talking about men, most men they suffer in the mental part. Yes. Now they may Can grow. You explain that? Yeah. Can you so touch that? they they may grow. We may grow physically. Yes. We we grow. We mature in age. Mm -hmm. So now that gives us stability where we used to wait for my. ideology that says in order for you to be successful you need to do what we always what we just talked about get money get a car you know girl. you know get you a girl that all says you're successful but you're not mentally prepared to handle them because then sex gets involved which is a whole nother subject within itself it gets Vibration. involved yeah yeah but then i'm vibrating I'm vibrating the pains of my past right. instead of the promise of my future. Right. So I'm vibrating not what I can be, but what I missed in my past. Right. You stay stuck in that moment. Right. Can you talk about that, babe? Uh, yes, especially from, uh, like you said, staying stuck in the past. I've been reading a book called The Alchemist. Mm. And it basically tells you that most men in their older ages live with regrets. Right. For my life, I made the decision not to live with those regrets. If I want to accomplish something, I'm going to do it now. I'm still the same thing in my little girl. What does it cost you? Talk about Because, you know, I, I find that men who are disciplined, who are evolving to become the new term that people are throwing around as high-value men. Really, that's a man of substance, uh, value, discipline. You know, he, he makes the hard, he has the discipline to make the hard decisions. Because for me, the temptation of what you want to do doesn't go away, no matter how mature you are. It's it's it means that because you want to be this man on this caliber, you make a decision when that temptation shows up. 
to be this in spite of the pull of that. So talk about what it has cost you because I know it's cost you. It's cost a lot. It's a lot of pain. Um, like I said, we go, we as men go through sleepless nights, um, heartaches. We, you never think about what a black man deals with walking outside of that door. Yeah. And a lot of relationships, and I'm not speaking for all women, but a lot of relationships tend to focus on what the woman wants. Right. A lot of men hide a lot of pain that they're going through and able to walk through the door, process it, and understand they're at home, and they leave that outside. So you never really see the pain of a man. It never gets dealt it with. It never gets dealt with. So you can't, so in this sex culture generation, mm -hmm. you're, we talk about it where you're forced to even in what should be a safe zone, which is your interpersonal relationship with a significant other, you're forced to, what I say, I was forced to be with the church world, is set that demon out here and say, I'll be back for you because I ain't going to get healed in here. And so because I'm not going to get my healing in a place that should be for healing, because your interpersonal relationship should be a safe place for you to relax as a black man. And I can attest, um, uh, I had to look at, I didn't realize how selfish I was as a woman. I didn't, because I was conditioned to think about me. I was conditioned to think about, well, he may ask for it, but I don't have to give it, and he's going to still be here. You know, and now we're talking, I tell you, they don't take that, leave. Exactly. This, babe, we talked about your future plans. And if you look at it, this character from this woman will cost you this. You know, we're not equating, um, you know, the king at all costs guard his territory because he's a king before the queen shows up. Sure. And when we think about the Proverbs 31 woman, that was the queen mother telling her king's son, don't let any woman come and oversee your territory. Make sure she's adding value to what you see as a kingdom. You know, and I think that men haven't, uh, really been taught that anymore. They've been taught to pay to mm -hmm. to um, the woman's will. Mm -hmm. This conversation is so great and we're not going to end it, but we're going to take a break real quick and we'll be right back. Before that though, we have a throwback photo of Jarek. I want to show them what we just started. Oh, yeah. Let's, I want to see see let's see the throwback. That's what mom has done. They tried to embarrass Go to W. 
Facebook. Don't let the mask inhibit your style. Go to www.foxylips01boutique.com and order our line of matte lip gloss in a variety of shades, colors, and blades with no mask transfer. And yes, we even have a line of vegan lipstick. Order today at www.foxylips01boutique.com. Use order code UHURU for a 20% discount off orders of over $25. Go to www.foxylips01boutique.com today. Welcome back, y'all. Listen on social media. I want to hear your comments. Please like and share. And I also want you guys to respond to the question of the week. Now, let me ask my, my uh, guests about the question of the week. In this hookup culture, I want y'all to speak to that. Do you think that sexual attention is being confused for long-term retention? Absolutely. And I think it is by design. Because we have a culture that's inundated with sex. From TV to radio to magazines, everything. And I tell I tell the women in our church, the young women, and we got some beautiful young women in our church. We got some beautiful people in our church. But I talk to them all the time about their value. How and do we date though? Oh my god. I mean No, but I mean, but you can be attractive without being slutty yeah. right? and right. without oozing sex high. And I don't understand right. re reality TV. Uh, even I've even been to some church conferences where I've been looking, yeah. at, I've been looking at how they was dressed. I've been like, boy, my grandmother turned over in her grade the way they dressed up in here. Right. And right. it's just, it's baffling to me how, how, how sex has evolved this liberation of sex and, uh, and this ideology of sex. In the in the mindset that you know that a girl or some girls may feel that dressing a certain way or looking a certain way or or, or tatting their body a certain way or or getting piercings a certain way all is to attract uh, a attract men. But you know, guys, you need to understand this that everything is not about natural. There's a spiritual component to it. And so what you have to understand is in this sex-driven culture, people who, who identify uh, who they want to date by how sexually attractive they are to them, all you get out the deal is sex. What do you say, son? Um, pretty much the same thing he's saying, except from a, another viewpoint. Yes. Like you said, I'm 35. So it's all about... The, the looks. A lot of women are getting their bodies done or whatever they're doing, sure. their bodies to fit in with Process the culture, what's you. going with Process exactly. It's yeah. what, they're going with the flow of what's going on in the world. So let me let me let me just pin in. Let me be a little messy. Okay. Cause, don't cause be shady. I, I, don't I, be shady. I'm gonna be shady with the church. I'm gonna be shady with, with the, the church. church. Oh my God. Here we go. Come on, please. Come on. Let's have this conversation. Listen. They've been heisting up them long dresses at them conventions. Sex has always been free-flowing. Free they just covered it up in hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that. So the sex culture has just been hidden. But that's the, and, and, and that's why I love this podcast, because I'm bridging the generation of great. Come on now. Grandma was heisting, heisting up the windows. <laughs> Come on. They just Not think, the window, girl. The window, they, they sneaking out the window. At the church. At 
the church. Come on, man. It was hit better. It was it was hit better. But I think that because the church hid stuff instead of rebuked it and addressed it and gave us tools to come out of that. Well, they did a good job at rebuking it. They did. But they didn't get no good jobs as tools to compensate. Well, they did a good job rebuking, but the rebuking was. you can't date it don't mean that you can't you know you can't live your life 
but there are parameters and borders you ought to live within because you have a relationship with God. Right. It and ought so, to be reflected. Yeah. And, and, and I will say this, cousin, because he's my cousin, y'all. Um, <laughs> you do, I do love the fact that your ministry addresses the gray area. Because the church, that's my frustration with the church. Um, for, for instance, the elder board. The mm -hmm. elder board, biblically speaking, is the board that counsels. Right. But these elders, you tell me your business is my God. Either yeah, they're going to take advantage right. of you or it's all of the church. And I went through a program where I went through UT. And I took a sworn oath that if somebody tell me something, not only am I not going to tell it, I'm not going to even discuss it in a manner where somebody else can pick up on it who doesn't have the right to have access to it. Why is it that the medical community, the social, the psychiatric community, all these other communities have more allegiance to the oath that they took before man than the elders have that they took before God. Mm -hmm. That is the, the the bridge that I want to balance out. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And and culturally as a man, that's why I have you on. I have my son. Now it broke my heart. Listen, and, and you know, I mean what my family gonna do with me? Because I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. I mean, what they going to do? You know. At I, this point, they can't do that with you. No. <laughs> anyway, so let me just say this. My son said to me, and it broke my heart, but it was the truth. And we don't want to say this because that's your brother or that's your dad, and you shouldn't say that. My son came to me and told me, Mama, I need a mentor. Mm -hmm. Now, my son 35. I have five brothers. I have a dad who's still living. Mm -hmm. He got two bad figures, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He can't consider none of them to mentor him from a platform of higher elevation because he hasn't seen some things out of him, them. Mm -hmm. Now he's, like my mom used to say, eat the meat and throw away the bone. He's had to do that with the male figures that should be in a place where they've evolved mm -hmm. to kingsmanship, right? Sure. And so I love the fact that, you know, we we did some stuff, but I can look at you and say you evolved. Mm -hmm. um, I was able to have a conversation with you last year sometime about something and talk about your evolution. We you've evolved. Sure. And and why do you think that men in our age group, because I'll be 53 this year, mm -hmm. and I, you know. Man, listen, God's gonna have to say, that's him. But <laughs> I'm telling you, the dating pool of men 50 plus, I'm talking about the average man, 50 plus, and I'm only dating a black man, so you know that limits me down. No OP or OP, none of that. No he bob, none of them. Okay, and I ain't being funny. I'm sure somebody will call me. I I just I want a black man, so my dating pool has shrunk right by that. I found that the average man in my age category from 50 to 60 is still emotionally uh, immature, and they make excuses. Well, my granddaddy did it. Well, baby, your grandma didn't work because women didn't work back then. They didn't have, uh, women's rights didn't come into place to what, 65, 66? So your, your grandma was a black woman, so she really was at the bottom of the totem pole. So she ain't had no choice but to stay there with grandpa while he was acting a fool. So y'all want me to be your grandma and take your unevolved self, you know? <laughs> And, and call down to 
know, that goes back to like we spoke about earlier. A lot of men, especially when they get into that age category, they're living with the regrets. It's a lot of things that, like, even me at 35, I've learned that, man, I wish I could have did this at 25. I wish I had that mindset. I wish I. So imagine a man that's, let's just say he was in a relationship mm-hmm. and he just carried on his pain, burden, everything until he got 50, 60. That's just years and years and years. That never got up. healed. That never got healed. So at his 50s and 60s, all he know to do, his kids are out of the house, he's going to act a fool. Because he's been the, and I'm not saying that's right. Either that, that goes by his accountability and there you go. That's he has I'm to be accountable for so his life. What he's done. I, I think that goes both ways. <laughs> so, you know, right? This man, I hear, this man is up. Uh, we're not talking about. The, <laughs> we ain't talking about the women. No, we we talk about the men. So so listen. It, it's just what it's just what Jerry said. Jerry 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 said. Whenever there is this lack of healing in a man's life, he is then giving you the best him at that age that he is. So when does he when, when, when he when, comes into alignment? When does he, when when he, does come, he say wait, wait, I have tools out here and I'm not gonna keep I mean I know that's a choice. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. Because we can't predict what another man do. Let's talk about. I have y'all on here because uh-huh. I watched y'all grab two. My son grabbed tools that I didn't even realize he was aware of. Child, listen, I was seeing him as my son. You know, I try to do the, sure. the woman man thing, but he's my son. Sure. And so when he speak that wisdom and spit that game, I be like, Whoa, what is? Who raised you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because all I can see is my son. I had him at seventeen. So all I can see is my son watching me be drugged, like abusive relationship. You know, I say this about all my children, but I wasn't necessarily a hugger because I didn't get that bad. So I didn't know how, I just knew how to suppress myself and put my head down and raise his kid. So I'm looking at, when did he become affectionate? I mean, where did he get that from? Because I wasn't affectionate. I don't hang up the phone and say I love you, but they do. So I learned to mimic their energy. Mm-hmm. Say it back, you know. That's, and now I just do it back, yeah. you know. Oh, you so how did you? How did you? How did you look at yourself, your life, and, and what gave you the tenacity? Because you know we repent and we mean it in the moment. But stuff come back up and we it, and I understand me and being for because sometimes I'm frustrated with myself, sure. right? How in the world what 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 they call it the aha moment, but mm-hmm. you gotta have more than one. How did you oh, yeah. stop? When did you make a decision to say, This is my not my life? I don't want this in my relationships. I want my children to not have the hiccups that I did, and then put that practical thought into process well to make that long story short mm-hmm. um of course i brag about how long my wife and i have been together and we've been mm-hmm. married but of course there have been hiccups along the way and i won't even say hiccups i'll say life lessons mm-hmm. and there was a time in our lives about 12 years ago when or maybe about 15 years ago <laughs> where, yeah well we you know i was at a place where i didn't want to be with her anymore she didn't want she didn't like, she didn't like me i didn't like her <laughs> And so, you know, we were on this pathway to go our separate ways. 
I never will forget that, um, you know, during that time, you know, of course, I was out there doing whatever. And uh, there was a moment that happened where I was confronted with my, with where I was and where I wanted to be and who I was with and who I wanted to be with. When God, come, when I came to okay. this. Say that again real slow. Okay. I was at a point in my life where I was confronted with where I was and where I wanted to be mm -hmm. and who I was and who I was with with who I wanted to be with. And, and when I took that into consideration at that time in my life with having children and, and really, I've always been very affectionate and loving toward, I have three children, two girls and a boy. And so I've always, you know, been there for my children. And so I wanted, you know, just the idea that I would not have lives full time because their mom and I went separate ways. And, you know, typically children follow with their mom, you know, and, and so, and then life comes in. If you go and find another woman, she's going to want you to give your attention to her children. And so, you know, it now it brings a level of division within the family. When I was confronted with that, God, I could, just as clear as I'm talking to you, God say, don't go that way. Go fix what you got. And when God told me that, I still didn't like my wife. I, I loved her. But I didn't like her. Are you teaching? So teaching. I went back to my own house mm -hmm. and you know start trying to get myself together. I was doing so well. You were, okay, so that that answers the question. You worked on you instead yeah. of focusing on what you didn't like about her Which for is, legacy's sake. Yeah, see, and that's why I said mentoring millionaires. That's not just about money, that's about creating an environment. Adams problem when he fell in sin was he polluted his environment and whenever a man start polluting his environment and poisoning his environment now sometimes that poison don't come through the man's action it comes through his connection right right i want y'all to catch what i just said it don't come by his actions it comes through his connection think about that as a 35 year old man transitioning through some things for me, that wake up came with my oldest daughter. Um, and I just kind of looked at her and knew I couldn't move about life the way I was moving about it. You know, it's going to lead me back to where I was at. Um, for me, life is this basically this teacher. I've made a conscious decision not to do certain things to discipline myself. Uh, the teachers of my mother also, they mm -hmm. always try to say a woman can't raise a man. Uh, for me, I don't believe that because my mother's been everything to me in my life, whether she's right, whether she's wrong. Um, for me, dealing with women, that's where the affection came from. She wasn't, like, she, for me, she was affectionate. What she doesn't see as affectionate, I, I, I never forget, um, I was in third grade and I got out the car, didn't give her a kiss like I normally do. You know, as a, as a little boy, I'm like, give me a kiss. I don't want to do it. You know? Boy, <laughs> <She's laughs> <mad. She's laughs> you better come give me a kiss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the second time she looked at me like, oh, okay, that's what you're doing. You got a big chest now, you know? Yeah. Okay, so, but I've learned over the years that I have, I have little girls. Mm -hmm. And for, for me, as a man that wasn't raised with all the affection of, I wasn't raised with both parents. You know, my mother did everything she could do for us. I wanted to instill that in my kids. Mm -hmm. I love having, because everyone always questions me about, uh, you don't want a boy or you don't want, 
you know, go for that or son eventually. And I'm like, no, nah, because I, I love loving my girls the way that I do. Sure. I can be very affectionate with my girls. I can show them how a man is supposed to cater to their feelings, their needs. You know, at the same time with respecting who I am. That, I still raise my voice. You know, I'm still in fossil. Sure. <laughs> you know? But uh, at the same time, they learn how to forgive, move forward. They love. They, they they come to me. I kiss my little girls, give them hugs all the time. So it's about breaking the generational curses. Yeah. Fathers provoke our children to wrath. Mm -hmm. And I tell people all the time, they don't understand that scripture. How does a man provoke his children to wrath? By being absent. Uh -huh. Wow. By being absent. You if know, he's absent, it's going to provoke wrath in his children. Because they got to feel like something is wrong with them. I mean, how many stories something have we heard? Wrong with them. Yeah. How you many know, stories? I can't say. We're going to, after I say this, we're going to go to this uh, game that my producers have set me up for. Yeah. I'm going to surprise y'all. I remember just telling my kids, I taught them, first of all, to love their dad. Mm -hmm. uh, because their, my relationship with their dad was not their relationship sure, with their dad. Absolutely. You know, um, that's your dad. And then I'm not going to go and run him down for no child support. God got me. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't take care of your business, that's between you and God. It's going to be good. So <clears throat> the, the key was to make sure I separated my anger, frustration, hurt, disappointment, and bitterness right. with not to not taint them with that. Mm -hmm. So I didn't talk about their dad. I didn't allow them to talk about That's their so dad. That's so good. And I didn't so allow good. others to talk about their That's dad. That's so good. We're going to get this together. You need so to start a class on I, that. I did that <laughs> part, like, you know, yeah. uh, not to pass my bitterness down. And I wanted to make sure that they were good and had a relationship with their dad. Because, you know, biblically speaking, there are certain blessings only a dad Absolutely. can pass down. I Absolutely. need my kids being live and blessed. For the inheritance. What you do? Now we're going to play a game. Too many games that people play. All right, come through, Frankie. Okay, so I always call my son Jar to get advice. <laughs> and Apostle, I trust your opinion. So tonight I want to play a game called Your Hurry Needs Some Quick Help. All right. <laughs> In this game, I'm going to give you guys some scenarios, and I want to give I want you to give your best advice quickly. The key word is quick, quick, quick. So y'all, so you'll each get 20 seconds to give me some advice. First scenario. Oh boy. Here we go. Oh. oh. How to respectfully <laughs> get out of a bad day. Cause you know I just need. Jerry, that's in your hands. I ain't been on the job. You paid your watch. Yeah, I did. Oh, um, how to get out of a date. Knowing your mom. A bad My mama taught me to just be honest. I'm going to tell you, yeah, I'm not feeling this, and yeah. this is where I want to be at, and that's as honest as I can be. Yeah. You know? So I can't do like I did before I go to the bathroom. Never show up. No, no, no. You're going to have a stop. You might see him out here. Yeah, I got nine reasons he might not want to do that. Yeah. I just said, girl, needs protection. Okay, that's Oh, okay. I agree with John. You got to be honest and you got to be. Your time, uh, but I, I, 
I don't know how you feel about it, but for me, I'm not. I'm not driving. Now, hold on a minute. Now, yeah. Okay, so y'all know I'm a different kind of love. Yeah, you ain't normal. So. I, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so we, can't, we can't use it's you. So you ain't normal. Bags. But I'm just saying, I want a guy to say, I ain't feeling you like this. You know? Yeah. I, and, um, What's the key word? Let's just be free. No, I don't even say that. I don't want to be. You know, no, you didn't even I don't have want to be your friend. Like, I don't want to be your friend. Let's just go. Yeah. <laughs> Tell somebody that. Oh, yeah, give me oh, advice. Too blunt with it. Oh, it depends yeah. on if they want to be uh, if they they were white. Now, me, let me just talk about me and my daughters. You know, so if my daughter's getting ready to leave to go on a date, my son getting ready to leave to go on a date, when I look at what they have on, if I feel like it's unflattering or I feel like it ain't right, I'm going to say, hey, come here. I, you need to re rethink that outfit right there. But then, what's wrong with this outfit? No, no, that, you don't want, you know, that ain't the right one. Because you, you see, you, you sending out a message. You sent out a message that we don't send out in this house with that outfit. So oh, okay. let, let's go back and rethink that. Oh, and, and they respect me enough to say that I'm not coming at them like that and like trying to tell them what to right. do. They respect my opinion because I'm not going to tell you something that's going to put you in a bad light. So I'm just, and, and you know how my daughters, they fabulous. They, they, you know, they do the, they, yeah, they divas. So, it's category. Yeah, I gotta go by, I gotta go by what category I'm putting you in. Okay, okay, okay. If you want to date me? So if she look hoish, if she look hoish and you on a date with her, you okay with that? We're going to
And she has really high standards for guys that she, I mean, we be tripping. We like jazz here. I'll never get no man. Her <laughs> standards. You doing self-care. There's nothing wrong with you identifying what your, as a matter of fact, I, in our couple session, when we do group couple sessions, we say, uh, hey, write out what your, what you want. You know, God, the Bible says ask, and it should be given. And I've done that. Here's what I want to caution women to not do. 
Um, and I, I say this all the time when I counsel, life coach, uh, give perspectives, write out plans. I'm good at writing everybody's plan. I don't even remember like, oh, I'm speaking in tongues and coming mind. Um, but when I, I, I tell people, don't throw away the 5, 10, 15% of the flaws sure. for when he has 95, 90, 85, 80% left. We focus on what he, what we don't like. Unless one of the don't likes is a big thing, a non-negotiable. So you got to have a list of non-negotiables, okay? And then compare that to what you got. I can work with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think, going back to the topic, energy, uh, vibration, Vibration. um, I, I get what I'm focused on. So if I'm focused on the fact that he don't uh, open my door for me, when to be truthful, I don't really require it. It's great when they do. I love it. But I'm not, well, one time I hit a firefighter just to be petty. <laughs> I just being petty. I just want, because he said he didn't open doors. So I just made him take me all the way back to my car. You might open a door. It yeah. might not be the door you want, but you yeah. open you. Something open. Something open. I, um, I don't want to throw him away, but sometimes, you know, can y'all speak to that? Like, how do you coach men to not throw the 85% of a woman away based on the, the, the 5%, the 20%, the 15% that you don't like about her? And that would go like to what you were saying when you went back to that, that you didn't go back because you liked her. You went back because it was still something obviously sure. that y'all could work on and focus on. Right. So how do you give us some tips on how do you not throw the woman away? I be, I be feeling like that. Ooh, y'all men picking like women these days. So, so what you guys say? It's, it's a fight. You have to meditate to prayer, a lot of right. God, mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to fight. We, for me, we live in a generation now where it's so easy to give up on things. It's so easy. The internet yeah, tell you to get that. You have a song. They either play the City Girls or something. Tell you to go get you, you know, Sugar Daddy or something. <laughs> you know, it's like you said. It goes back to like um, what you spoke about on why the men put out their resume on the money, what they have. This culture is all about that. What you have, what you're doing, uh, what you look, you know, uh, can you give me this? Can you, can, what can what you provide can you for me, me now? Um, and that's a lot of men go ahead and roll it out, roll out the red bubble right off the bat. Look here, this is what you claim to see as stability. Yeah, I'm stable in this area. I might be off and everything else, but in what you're looking for, you want money, what you, you want this, you want this, is what you're getting. I'm stable in that area. Okay. Yeah, because I want something new. Yeah, exactly. I call it the jack-in-the-box mentality. Uh, yeah. So you drive up through the drive through you look at the menu, and you say, I want this, based on what your desire is. Mm-hmm. You go to the window, and they give you what you ordered. They didn't tell you it was going to be cold. <laughs> <laughs> so you got what you wanted. But it didn't quench your appetite because you didn't get it the way you wanted to get it. And whenever somebody enters into a relationship where they're driving up to the jack in the box and they're making an order, they're telling you, okay, here's what I got. And I'm telling you what I got because I want you to give me something. But nobody talks about, nobody talks about 
the condition of what's being got. Mm -hmm. So that's how people end up with AIDS. That's how they end up with sexual transmitted diseases. That's why they end up with stalkers. Uh, I mean, stalkers, broken hearts, because they went to the window to order or to get something they desire. Yeah, but they didn't get what they want. What they got it. But they didn't get it the way they wanted. Oh, they and that's it. why I go to Burger King because I can have it my way. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we're going to have evening mocha. Ha. We'll be right back after this break um, with our guests. Don't let the mask inhibit your style. Go to www.foxylips01boutique.com and order our line of matte lip gloss in a variety of shades, colors, and blame with no mask transfer. And yes, we even have a line of vegan lipstick. Order today at www.foxylips01boutique.com. Use order code UHURU for a 20% discount off orders of over $25. Go to www.foxylipso1boutique.com today. So we're going to have final thoughts. Um, Apostle, tell us where you find you on Facebook, social media platforms, where your church is located, you know. Yeah, well, listen, everything about John Wesley Williams can be found at the Key Center, mykeycenter.org. That's our website. It has all of our social media connections. You can go to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I don't do, uh, what's the other one y'all do, Josh? Yeah, we don't do Snapchat. I'm too old for that. Tell, anyway. tell us about um, the, the relationship. Yeah, so, so we have a page called the Relationship, um, the Relationship Guru page. It's me and my wife. We share and we deal with all types of relationships. We are certified Christian counselors. My wife holds a master's degree. She kind of run all of our counseling centers. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, come in there, I just follow that. I let her do all the work. But anyway, uh, we'd love to, if you're dealing with relationship issues, you can go to our Facebook page. It's called the Relationship Guru page, the Relationship Guru Team page. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll be more than happy to have you. If you need counseling, we can help you with that. Uh, if you're looking for a great church, I'm talking about a church that's on fire. It's called the Key Center International <laughs> Church. Uh, it's just a church where we are transparent. We love people. And uh, we ain't faking. We ain't putting on. And we ain't acting. We just straight up. You know, I, we must be doing something right. Awesome teacher. Because millennials like us, so we, awesome. we must be doing something right. Because, you know, millennials don't like too many people. I mean, yeah. They don't go to church. They are heathens. org. You can get all the information about my book there. Charge, Jay, vote. Tell the folk where you're found, where to find you, not you heathen women. No. Because I get you. I ain't going to give out no idea. <laughs> 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 on Facebook. <laughs> George Don't be Bolt. in his inbox. <laughs> Just find me on Facebook. Yeah, and George Bolt. Uh, <laughs> right right I'm a big in my partner, Adrian Tillman, at Locked and Loaded Logistics, uh, trucking company. And that's all the information I'm going to give out. <laughs> Google them, y'all, if y'all interested. <laughs> Find my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and now we come down to the segment. Uh, it was Morning Mocha, and for this podcast, it's Evening Mocha. 
Evening mocha is um, just coffee is soothing, it's calming, it relaxes anxiety, and people gotta have it. Those who are addicted, and I am addicted to practical biblical principles, right? So that's what evening mocha is. I have this script here, I didn't give it to my producer. Tonight we're gonna talk about change begins with your thoughts and is activated by your actions. You have opportunities every single day. The days ahead of you matter. Change your mind, change your thoughts. And you know, if you're like me, and sometimes as seasoned in the world as I am, because really I am a church girl, and I'm hard on the church because I want us to do better. We are the salt of this world, right? And I want us to have some favorite Cajun, that is. <laughs> I sometimes struggle with asking God for wisdom because I don't sometimes know what that looks like. Listen, you, if you're struggling, just tell him you're struggling because in, in James 1, 5 through 8, it says, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. You can ask God anything, and I promise you, he hears you and he will respond if you relax your mind and stop looking for him to respond within your lens of how that response should look. It could come through a song. It could come through somebody coming, calling and saying, I thought about you and just talking. It could come through any form. Take the lens and your box perspective off of God and just look for him everywhere he is. Because I promise you, everywhere he is, you're there with him because you are on his mind. Amen? Amen. All right. So uh, come Coming this Wednesday, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. You can search if you want to uh, look at the show again. You can find us right here on Roll Call Freedom. And also, you can find us on YouTube. Yes, I saw myself on YouTube and thought I was a star, baby. <laughs> so, as always, I bid you good night, my loves, and goodbye until next week. Same channel at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Hey, this is Yehuda Wenji, inviting you to join me wherever you listen to your streaming podcast. Journey with me on this road called Freedom. But I invite you into a safe haven. Come and have candid conversations with me with inspirational stories and lessons presented to you by others who will help us identify our lane as we collectively come together on this road called freedom.